I'm too loud to say things underneath my breath, but you know what I mean? Would I be late for theatre now? No, of course I wouldn't because that's rude. It's a magic carpet ride. Turn the pages. Have a read. <laughs> As if he was going to pick up the phone. Are you sure? Are you sure that he's wanted? an awful lot of that share it with the class mainly for writing notes not because I said something under my breath because you know what I mean I'm too loud to say things underneath my breath but you know what I mean notes are quiet yeah. so the whole share it with the class and something being like reefed up like a very crude drawing of yeah. um you know your friend being like that's you that's you <laughs> um a lot of that happened and you know some teachers were sound about it and sometimes they laughed and other teachers were just like, you know, this is unacceptable. But I was like, I'm here for the crack. I'm here to oh. learn. Okay. I got other things to be doing with my life. And then you went to became an actor. And that's and that's how that happened. Podcast yeah, done. Yeah. Interview finished. Yeah. Um, that's me. Yeah, that's it. Leave it be. <laughs> I didn't have many of those. I I was but I remember there was one memory that I really hang on to in particular of um it was I think I was in like a religion religion class and it was on stage where like I think they had stopped it as a leaving sort of subject just before I did it and uh there was like I don't know how I don't know how it happened but there was a uh uh a condom with an apple stuffed into it like from the back of the class fired to the front of the class and like it was it was magnificent and I was like this is this is school life this is this is what the crack this is where the crack is yeah yeah that's what that's what it's all about condoms and apples you know what I mean they, they can hold a head float. <laughs> I didn't mean it in that type of way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Great start. Great start, Dave. I, I, I could, I, like, I'm feeling I'm embarrassed now. <laughs> so we should probably start this because it's, you know, it's getting on and I want you, yeah. to, I, want, yeah. I want to leave, I want to leave you have some, some form of an evening. Um, so That's thank fine. you so much. Uh, my, no my, my my good 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 friend for coming on and doing this. Um, very excited to have you on. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to start. Like, I think this is a good question to start off with. Um, and I've aped it from the Royal Court Playwright Podcast from Simon, mm. with Simon Stevens. Um, so, uh, so just Hazel, in your own words, tell us what was your first memory of being in a theatre. My first memory of being in a theatre, I was 12 to go see Chicago in the Olympia and uh, we were late. Would I be late for theatre now? No, of course I wouldn't because that's rude. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I remember being just like, like, I'm not mad about musicals. I think that the people that do musicals are really, really talented. But I remember sitting down, just magic happening where I was like, Every, everyone's being quiet right now and silent and watching these people sing and dance and do just amazing things. and. I don't know. I mean, I, I think I kind of knew then that I was just like, <laughs> I like this. I'd like, I'd like to do that. Not the yeah. singing and dancing bit, but the in between bit. I could do that. And and then how did that, um, how did that top then into your journey into finding yourself in like an acting class or expressing interest in doing it yourself and acting upon it? Um. Well, you Pardon see, the pun. <laughs> my. Uh... <laughs> My ma put me into like absolutely everything when I was younger. So like I did, I did ga, was absolutely terrible at ga. I did basketball, terrible at that. Um, 
I did ballet, I did Irish dancing. Can I dance? Absolutely not. But, you know, I went to those classes anyway. And my mom kind of was like, well, well, what do we do uh, like of our of our child? Like, what do we do with her on a Saturday? And um, one of my friends had started going to Clondalkin drama group that was just down the road. So they sent me to that and I just I just absolutely loved it. I just kind of like found my feet and was just like, I get to make up stories every week and be different people. And I love it. Mad. And I'm mad. So I quite. And then um, a couple of years later, I joined Dublin Youth Theatre and that kind of just opened my eyes to the fact that like this could be a job, like this could be something that I could potentially train at and do and we had such amazing people in there to help us like um Verodias was uh our director on one of the first shows I ever did and she was the one that told me like if this is something that you want to do like go and do it because I think it'd be good for you um so I think I said it to the leader of the house one day and she gave me a book of like uh, audition speeches and I was like will you help me get ready for an audition like for auditions because I had signed up to audition for like loads of other acting skills in Ireland like DIT, Sally Noggin, Inchicore, um, Dundalk and The Lear and yeah then then eventually I kind of found my feet and The Lear were like yeah come on in come come try out the foundation course and I was like and you were the you were the first you were in the first intake of the foundation course. Yeah, it's mad. It's mad to think that like that was a that 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 was a thing. I still think yeah. it's mad. Yeah. What was it like then in terms of, like when it was just starting out? Because obviously I'm also a foundation alum, so I imagine it went on a bit of a yeah. transition. Um I, I suppose like because because it was brand new, all they could have had to look at was like uh, the Radit course, like across the water, and obviously the BA course. So you kind of very much felt like you were training like a BA actor. I'm pretty sure like you felt the same, like you're putting the hours and you're putting the effort in. But there is that kind of like fighting part in you where you're kind of like, but I, I don't want to leave. I want to stay here. I want to just like keep on going. Um, so I suppose it was like it was a. It was a, it was a strange year to be in because like I, I constantly felt like I was I was fighting to get to the to the next place and it was just such a such a strange feeling and also this whole thing of like like will I be ready like do you know will I be able to do this am I ready for the BA like am I am I too like am I too young the reason I'm in here is too young and there was a big part where I was like oh like the reason I didn't get into the BA was of because I wasn't like good enough that wasn't the truth I just came from school and I don't know anything about acting or the industry or how it works so it was a like it was a perfect segue into things so and it all planned out pretty well so you know um it was happy days do you know what I mean how did you find transitioning then from foundation to BA because like I know myself that's a, a kind of a big leap to take I suppose I think I felt a lot more prepared because I'd already spent a year in the school um, so it didn't feel like such like a it didn't feel like such a huge transition like the night like I remember the night before going like going into the BA after like being in the foundation like coming back after that summer I was just I was just so excited because I was just like I, I know what I have to do now in order to you know get from A to B to C and um, 
but I don't know it, it was it was just such a sense of relief because it just felt like the work that I ha- have done has paid off and I'm and I'm here now uh, but there was also just a thing of like do I did like do I does it like do I deserve to be here like I constantly had that throughout college which yeah is is terrible I don't think anyone should have that but I think a lot of people do to speak more to that that sense of in, uh, imposter syndrome if I can use that word uh, correctly like is that something you felt that kind of was very present for you throughout the your training particularly oh, early like days it was, like it was extremely present for me but I suppose like most of the time it just had to do with like how I spoke like I used to hate my accent so much and I always used to feel as if I have to hide that part of me and it got to a stage where I I just had totally forgot that I was doing it like sometimes I'd come in and I'd kind of soft my accent it was only when I was doing a project with Louise Lowe in second year where she was like she pulled me aside and was like what are you doing and I was like I was like, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? She was like, why are you changing your accent? And I just kind of broke down and was just like, you know, everyone was beautiful and gorgeous and lovely in my class. Like they were amazing. But I just felt like sometimes I just didn't, didn't fit in. And I just wanted to sound and be like everyone else because I felt like maybe this is, maybe my voice is going to inhibit me from getting jobs. So like, it was a huge thing that I did carry on for about a year and a half dipping in and out of that like what's called that was my imposter syndrome <laughs> was that for you then one of the hardest things you found about training is kind of um I suppose I, like the hardest thing that I found about training was the fact that I thought that I kind of knew uh something uh, like different things about the industry and then like the truth was that I didn't really know anything about like how it worked or anything but I did get into my own into my own head and into my own body like I'd go into tutorials and they'd be like you're too too hard on yourself and it would just be this thing of like I just feel like I don't belong like I really really feel like I don't belong and it and I suppose that was the hardest it, it was the hardest thing for me to get over because I just felt like maybe I don't have a place in the industry because of how I am or how I sound or where I'm from you know, we all know that that is ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Like, um, but yeah, like it, it, what's it called? It's a it's a really tough thing to get past, especially when you're getting in your own way in that sense of things. And what, what, like you know, what do you think then was a? Did you have a particular moment that that all sort of corrected itself? Like, did you have a defining moment that you you know where it all kind of clicked into place and everything kind of settled a small bit yeah I did yeah so we were doing uh La Ronde and before with the other two plays that we had done um I just felt like um I wasn't I just didn't feel comfortable on the stage and every single night that we'd we'd uh, go out or during the matinees I'd just be like I just want to get it right once and it never felt right and it never sat right when I got around to La Ronde this just magic thing happened where I was just able to be and able to play and I felt like everything fit it's like nothing I've ever felt before like if everything felt so easy any any other bad feeling that I had about myself or things that I thought I couldn't do just it just disappeared in that moment and then Ever, ever since that, it's just gotten easier and easier and easier. So, like, I think I think everyone gets that moment on stage someday. 
like you know what I mean I don't think it happens straight away some people it might but when it does wow does it feel good like it's such a massive thing like because you really you know I think so much of the time you go up there and even in class like you go up and you try your best like that's all you can do you just give your all that you have that day and Mm. you know some days it just doesn't click or some days you're just not having um you're just having a slower day or like you know and then when they do click in you're like oh fuck like this is this is where the magic is you know what i mean this is where like that yeah you know that's what it's all for like and i think they're really nice and important to hang on to that's what it's all about like that's literally what it's all about it's about that it's about those hours and hours and hours that you put in to thinking that oh like I'm not I'm not gonna get there and then it's that one tiny moment where everything just clicks into place where you're just like there it is like that's that's it that's where you're meant to be and I don't like when you feel that feeling it's 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 undescribable it's the best thing in the whole world because you know you're in control it's yeah it's so powerful you know it's those things that Hillary talks about of freely owning your uh position and your role as the creative the artist in the room you know um what would you say was you know the the biggest surprise you felt about training how hard it is <laughs> do you know what I mean like, yeah uh, the easy days are hard the hard days are even harder and then you finally think that you have something and then it gets it completely flipped in it like a totally different direction and then and then you yes, those are the magic moments. I think that's like that's the thing that surprised me. Well, like as you know, like you're putting in 30 plus hours a week. And then some days you come in completely full of beans, and then other days you really just you're trying to pull this energy out of somewhere. But I, I think the biggest thing to remember is that like if you need to take a step, if you need to take a step back and take a breather, like take that moment because like your mental health and your and your physical well-being is 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 so much more important of course the training is important but you won't be able to do as much if you're if you really like backed up in your own mind do you know what I mean especially if yeah. there's other things go, going on in life you know what I mean everything needs to go in tandem you're in there like we all we all know that but like it can it can become hard and think about other things because you could be consumed with like um like one of your project weeks or something like that or you know trying to find um monologues to prep and stuff like it it can become really really overwhelming especially um when you're not getting something in class or something's not grasping so do you know what I mean it's important to just take a step back and and take a breather and know that that's absolutely fine because it's an intense environment you have to quite literally face yourself and that can be really really tough to do you know it's just so so important to mind yourself and not not push yourself to a level of something where you can't sustain it so you just gotta keep keep an eye on all those things and make sure that everything is a really well switch off do you know what I mean it'll still be there that's I think that's really really important yeah like it's it's a thing I think it's almost like you're trying to keep your hand on all the right buttons and like it's you mm. kind of you need to like 
really divide your time to make sure like, okay, am I eating well? Am I sleeping enough? Am I, you know, yeah. am I enjoying like things like reading or watching stuff that has nothing to do with college? Like, cause it's, it, it. Of course. Yeah. 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 You know, you come consumed by it. Like it's all you want to talk about because it, it, it's, it's so amazing. It's all you want to talk about and it's, it's all you want to be. But then at the same time, it's, it's so important to not just be that all the time. It's so important to just switch off. And especially like having friends that aren't actors. Do you know what I mean? I think yeah. that also, that, that just keeps you grounded. Do you know what I mean? Especially if you have a mate that's been working on a site for, you know, I don't know, like 12 hours a day and you get them yeah. to talk about that and you're just like, ah, yes. Ah, yes, the muggles, as, as Brian Burroughs would call them. Yeah, yeah. like I really believe that you have to have something bizarre and and mad happening inside you kind of like a festering kind of fire I don't know like I imagine it like a like a witch's cauldron of just things happening because otherwise you just you wouldn't make the leap or the choice do you know what I mean you're going in there and like you're having the best time of your life being like animals and colors and cells like like training and movement to be a cell I remember being like, oh, what is that about? But you know, like if I didn't train to be a cell, I wouldn't be able to be this fully formed actor that I am now. So it all makes sense. What was your favorite bit That's of it? Um, I suppose the fact that even though you prepped it, like, like you'd go home, like you'd go home at night, obviously, and you'd be prepping for the next day. But realistically, you, you don't really know what's going to, going to happen tomorrow like you know what type of class you have and kind of like the structure of what it's going to be but you get given all these like little golden nuggets of like acting tips like things that like do you know what I mean like the curriculum's not written of like today you'll you'll be uh reading uh Shakespeare sonnets and that that's going to be it you know like there's you get told stories and different things get peppered in and you know you just don't know what's going to happen every day even though there's like a a, a set out schedule of what it's going to be so do you know what I mean I don't know I don't know it's just it's it's mad and like and then in in terms of like you know does get so hard and it is you know it is Mm. you have to as you said face yourself so much like was did it ever get to a point where you considered dropping out and just cutting ties with it or absolutely not absolutely not like I was going in there every single day and knowing that I was going in the right direction and I had to keep going like I I know that other people's experience was you know sometimes they had those days where they were like am I able to do this but weirdly enough that net that never crossed my mind even when I had really bad days where I was just like well why, why did I come here? I can't even act. I can't believe they didn't tell me at the door that I can't act. Oh, like, so cruel of them to do this to me. Um, but no, that never came into my mind. Like, I never sat there and went, can I not do this? It was, it was just a thing of, I have to keep going because this is, this is where I'm meant to be. Sometimes it's like being in a, a tumultuous relationship where you're like, I love you, but I, I'm, I'm meant to be with you. You you give me hell sometimes, but yeah, I'm meant like, to be with yeah. you. <laughs> it's like you hurt me so much. Like <laughs> I want you to love me. 
Like you're really her only feelings, but it just I just want you to like love me back. That'd be great. Do you know what I mean? Treat me, treat me real bad, but like nice on Valentine's Day. Like that's, <laughs> that's kind of what it is. You get to, you get to make it up with me on the nights out. That's what the, that's what it is. Yeah, fucking hell. Those those nights out sometimes they get they got so they just get hairy a small bit because it's such a release, isn't it? Jesus, yeah, no. Sometimes they 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 do get it. They do get intense. But you know what I mean. Think about it. We're in a building, as I said, for like thirty plus hours a week, and then we get maybe like one or two days to kind of blow off steam. So do you know what I mean? A- anything can happen on those nights. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's a magic carpet ride. That just takes off on a Friday and it doesn't stop till Sunday. Yeah. Good luck. Um, so, yeah. kind of look looking back at when you started, I suppose even going into foundation, but like what, what would be your advice to yourself? Just be kind to yourself. Don't be, like, don't beat yourself up over mistakes. Because like, you're meant to make mistakes in your training. Like that's that's what you're meant to do. You're, you don't come into the college uh, a polished, finished piece of this gorgeous, stunning marble. You just you just don't. Um. So just don't be so harsh on yourself because like you don't know everything. And just because so, um, someone gets up one day and they're really really good at it, like don't don't like just don't beat yourself up about it. And I just used to be so, so terrible to myself. So if I could like go back, I'd just, I'd probably be very harsh myself and give out to myself and just be like, be kind. Because like, being like me standing in a corridor next to the bathrooms beside my 19 year old self being like, be kind to yourself. All right, it's tough in here. It's tough. Um, That sounds insane. Um, but. Yeah, like there's going to be things that you're going to be good at and there's going to be things that you are going to fall flat on your face and you will be told it's not good. But over time and, you know, when you put the work and the effort in, it becomes a lot easier. But just don't beat yourself up. Just be just be kind because it's a really intense environment and you're learning new things like every second. So you just got to mind yourself. You just got to mind yourself. That's something that I've definitely been guilty of, of being really hard on myself of, you know, because mm. I think you do, you ride the waves of when it's good, it's good. And like when, when you have yeah. a good day, it's great. But then sometimes when you have a bad day, it just oh, yeah. sinks you like, you know, and it's just not, and it's just not worth it. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't fucking matter. Like it's. No. Oh, I like, I, I totally know what you mean. Like, like there, there, there is no nurse then if you had like a brilliant day before and you're going home, you're being like, yeah, like that just like went like so well, like on the bus being like, you're the greatest actor of all time. Like, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone's going to be thinking about that. Everyone's going to be like, oh Jesus, like, wow. And then the next day you come in and you just fall flat on your face. Uh, there is, there is nothing more sobering or humbling than that happening. There really isn't. <laughs> No, and it's it's so shit because it's one of those things where, and I I'm so guilty of this of like, you know, like I had I had a tutorial. He said some things, and I was like, fucking bullshit. I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, I was like, fucking, I'm dropped. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. this shit. And yeah, then yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I and know then what I had, mean, yeah. and then I had to take the time to like, and really marinate on it. 
because I felt so shit about like the experience of it. But you know, it, it was so humbling because it kind of it 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 took it it put things back into perspective that you know you mm. like it's not it's not, it's never an easy thing to go through it because it's you know it's a horrible experience but you know you always feel the better of it like two weeks afterwards oh, I think or like you know yeah oh you, like what's called you do get angry of, like uh, like I remember being told to kind of like drop my guard and be more open and I I just remember being floored by that because I was just like what do you like what do you mean I'm not being open what do you mean what guard wait what are you talking about I, I'm I'm the most open person ever. Like ask anyone, they're like you're doing you're doing it right now. Like you're just building up this. Like we we can't we can't work with that. Like you're just being stiff. And I think when you get those tutorials and you get told those type of things, it just it, it kind of makes you look at yourself and you're just like, oh, like why why am I like this? But then you see that it's from a place of love and it's from from a really nice place so you kind yeah. of you take it into consideration and then you can go in and you can take down your guard and be open see how open i am look look at it i'm so open you're like a book hazel you're like a fucking book i know they're in the pages have a read Tell me, where were you when you got the phone call to let you know you got in well i i got two phone calls just like you uh for the Ooh. foundation and for the ba and i was in the same place both times um, so when I was younger, I used to do like office work for my dad for like the family business, obviously terrible, shoddy, shoddy work. Do you know what I mean? I was just, I was just there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But both times I, I got the phone call there and, um, I, like obviously, obviously getting into the BA, do you know what I mean? I, I think I just got up and was just like, I don't need this. I'm going home. I'm going home to celebrate. Um, you know, which was, which was fair enough. Dead cheeky as well. <laughs> That's where I was. That's where I was. I wasn't anywhere like exciting. Like I wish I was on a beach or something, but sadly I wasn't. Everyone like you feel like um like I did have a moment where afterwards I was just like oh like don't you wish you were like somewhere much more cooler? Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like on top of a mountain, <laughs> like having like um a breakfast club moment of like your fist in the air and like don't you starts playing and then the credits like roll. <laughs> You're the main character. But instead, you're sitting in like a smelly office on Gardner Street. Sorry, Dad, but it's true. <laughs> so, you finish drama school, you graduate after your four year stint. Mm. You're your four-year shift and um yeah i'm very excited to talk about this what's the experience like of the first job well it's 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 just a it's a it's a magic it's such a magic moment because like obviously like that's what you're working towards in in your training like like i remember going in and i was like really really nervous because I just had this feeling of like, uh, like, did me and him make the right decision of of me leaving early? But slowly but surely, I started to kind of like realize, oh yeah, no, 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 I, I know what I'm doing. 
like th- this is going to be okay so like it was like yeah it was this whole feeling of like am I really ready and when you realize that you are ready it's it's just an amazing feeling so I remember after my first week I think I was sitting in the garden of remembrance and I was like looking back over towards the gate and I just was like no like I'm I'm ready like I belong here I'm here to do a job but it's just it's mad exciting it's just mad exciting <laughs> I, I was saying that to you I was on the phone like when we were on the phone last week I was talking about like I remember so clearly being in the building that day when you know you yeah when you got the, when you got the when you got the part and it was just so exciting like because when was it it was like because the show the show went up in June am I right so it, it must it must have been dead early when yeah, you got the, show the part went up in June and our last show was in I think it was like the end of March and then and then I was and then I was gone but that day was absolutely mad I I honestly didn't didn't know what to do with myself like that's like one of my like happiest memories in in the whole entire world like it just felt like like so much love was emanating out of everyone like like oh it was it was just the best feeling ever because it just felt like everyone was on my side and it felt like everything like some weird kind of like rocky moment of like everything's been building up to this but yeah it was a mad day it was mad That's like making me smile so much when yeah. I think of it. It's such a nice, yeah, that's such a nice thing to like, to look back on, Do you know, as a, even for me, because like, oh, I like, you know, because I like, you were, you were my third years when I was in foundation, do you know? So like, yeah, I remember you were like, because you were the first person who got a, like, a gig and like a, to get a gig that, that size and you were a foundation. I was like, fucking hell, that's what's, that's what's possible. Like, you mean that, that? That's what that that could. That's what could be at the end of the rainbow for me. Like, you and me both. Do you know what I mean? I just, <laughs> I like, I just was like, oh, why are they get like, why are they giving this to me? I I remember sitting in Lachlan's office and being like, why are they giving this to me? He was like, I I don't know. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, they're they're yeah. offering you back. I was like, but why are they giving this to me? And then asking them, were they sure? As if he was going to pick up the phone. Are you sure? Are you sure that he's wanted? Because like, you can get someone else if he's wanted. <laughs> Me asking him, is he sure? No, I'm making myself laugh too much now. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. Uh, was there like, I, I, and I think because you're the person, I think you're, you're the person I've, you're the first person I've interviewed who's been out of drama school the longest. So you're probably in a better position to answer this question of like, what from, yeah. What from your training, like, do you think didn't prepare you for being out in the industry, if anything? Um, so like, uh, David and Hillary obviously really prepare you to work with like um different people in the industry and like um how directors work and you know, um sometimes things won't gel and that's okay and you just got to keep going. But I I suppose the one thing that got me was. Um, you might have like a really concrete idea of like who your character is but of course like your, your director is the one that is you know it, like they can see the whole play in their head and how they want it to work out uh, like mechanically logistically and everything like that so you could go off and you could do like your Stanislavski lich, uh, lists and you could go and get your hunches and your facts and you could have all that there in front of you but it's so hard to prepare yourself when people disagree with you like I know we kind of get told that people will disagree but it's like it's unbelievably hard especially when 
you're like, no, like this, this is, this is what this is. But, you know, I'm still kind of like learning how to do that. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, it's okay to have your own or like different version of what your character is or who they're going to be. But at the end of the day, when you're on a job, you have to work as a team. So, do you know what I mean? Like everyone kind of has to work together. So that, I suppose... I suppose that's just something for me. I find it very hard to grasp, especially when I, I think I've done incredible work of who this person is and everything I know about them. And then to kind of, because you see in college, I'm not going to say that they mind us or wrap us up in cotton wool, but it is it is kind of sort of like that. Um, where you kind of get told, yes, but no. So this is the direction it's going to go in. But, you know, when you're in a room with a director and a whole team, and you're like, I did all this and, you know, this is what this is. And you just get told that, like, they don't just go, no. But when you get told, no, that's not, that's not how I, how I see that. It is very difficult to take in. And even though we get told about it, it never gets any easier. And obviously as well, because you've, you've been in the position to do two, sh- two, like two shows now that have had quite a lengthy, well, sorry, because you did the snapper twice and then you did... Anyway, of the Western world. Could you speak to me like what it was like to experience those two, those, those runs of those shows, you know, because it's quite a, that's something you don't really get the chance to do in drama school is to do a big long run. Like how did you look after yourself in that time? Um. Well, you, you really, really, really do have to mind yourself. Like we were doing, oh, what was it? Was it eight shows a week? Was it eight shows a week? Two and two. Yeah, I think we were, yeah, we were doing eight shows a week, which is, which is crazy during the snapper. Um, so it was just really, really important to, to make sure that like, uh, you came in early and you prepared yourself and you warmed yourself up. Um, cause you have to be so prepared and ready to go and, uh, and making sure that you keep your stress levels down. Now I, uh, have a problem myself that when stress when I get very stressed out I lose my voice which in this game is not the best thing to happen to you especially <laughs> when your voice is your instrument there's only so much you can do and um, so I think there's a few elements at play like obviously you just have to mind yourself at such a high level and that in itself can be really, really draining. But then at the same time, you have to go out there every single night and give the exact same energy. And do you know what I mean? You can't, you can't let that slip because, you know, people are paying to see magic happen every yeah. single night. So you always have to just drag whatever energy you have up. Um, but it is, like, it is difficult, but, you know, you're living the dream then at the same time. Like it's... It's like nothing else. What's been a highlight for you post-training? Your professional career so far? Um, the fact that the more acting that I get to do on a like professional level, the more relaxed I become and the, the easier that it come, the easier it comes to you. So that when you get to like walk into an audition or um, or do a self-tape or anything like that. It just feels a lot smoother and easier. Do you think that, like, because you've spoken a lot more uh, about how in during training you felt 
that you know you you didn't belong or you felt that there was that sense that you didn't belong do you think that's changed like do you how do you think that that's developed for you um over the last few years of you know working professionally it's become like a lot quieter in my head like it isn't there all the time of just of just this thing of like that I, I don't belong like it used to it used to be so loud in my head of just kind of like like it's it's ridiculous to even say now where I was like no one's gonna hire you because you have like a really gravelly weird voice like was like the thing in my head or this isn't gonna happen for you because because x y and z or where you're from but slowly but surely like that voice does quiet down and like it, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier but then at the same time I don't think I don't think about it as much when I walk into a room did you ever like have you had many moments of um doubt over the last few years in terms of this is a career option oh well Jesus Jesus Mary and Joseph well this pandemic has really not helped has it yeah. so there are days that I do wake up and I'm like what am I gonna do and and then I get moments of panic like like will this ever like will this ever be the same will I be back on a stage will I get to do these things like you just you just have to keep driving yourself forward like like get intact is all I want to do and I know better days are coming I know better days are coming so you know I, like I'm so I'm so positive about that so do you know what I mean you just gotta you just gotta quiet down the thoughts that are like oh my God, you know why did I do this sure none of us knew that this was gonna happen but you know you just you gotta keep on moving and that's that's what I'm trying actively to do every single day I only have one final question for you um yes stop yourself in the street your third yourself in the street and give yourself yeah. one piece of advice heading out into the industry as a professional actor what would it be well you are going to hear so many no's so many so many no's that you'll become so hardened to it and you'll think to yourself god how do i how do i crack this wall how do i crack a little hole in the wall that so i, I can have a look in and see what's going on and the no's get easier because you know that every single no that is going to come there's going to be a yes and when that moment comes hallelujah <laughs> and the ind like the industry is really tough like you know you're going to get no's to callbacks or no like that that spot is filled or like no sorry we're not seeing anyone at the moment um you just get you just get closer like I suppose if I met myself in the street, I, because you see, this is something that I, I say to myself. So if I met myself in the street, like this is something that I say to myself when I'm sitting in my room, I'd be like, there's someone right now that's sitting in a, in a, in a box room somewhere or sitting in an attic, sitting at a computer for hours and hours during the day. And they're writing the part that's meant for you. You don't know if that's going to happen in a year's time, in six months time, in five years time. But there is, I just have faith and belief that there is somebody somewhere writing something that's going to be perfect for me. 
someday. And I think that's crack. I think that's cracking. Do you know what I mean? But I, I think if you give yourself that little bit of hope, because like that, that is the truth at the end of the day. Like your part may still be getting written. Drop the fucking mic. Get the fuck out. Yeah. It, Hazel Clifford, you absolute fucking legend. Thank you so much. Not at all. I hope I wasn't absolutely a rambling maniac. <laughs> <laughs>